Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two, my all things aviation and aerospace preview of the upcoming EAA Air Venture in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, taking place at the very famous Whitman Regional Airport. This annual summertime aviation extravaganza, mega event, mega aviation event, whatever you want to call it, festival of airplanes, et cetera. Um, it's, it's the ultimate environment for inspiring youth to pursue all aspects of aviation and aerospace, whether it's being a professional pilot for the airlines or private aviation, maybe working as a mechanic on jet engines, the possibility of designing aircraft interiors or hundreds of other opportunities and possibilities, regardless of your skill set. It's available in a very amazing industry and I'm looking forward to this conversation that we will have today. Uh, during the last week of July, it is where you should and want to be. So last Friday, I talked with some of the EAA staff and got a very comprehensive overview about all that is going on at EAA AirVenture, including important details about their aviation education initiatives. You should check it out on demand when you get a chance. Today, however, I am going to drill down a bit with just two of the many exhibitors. These two in particular are about encouraging the next generation and letting them know about their efforts in workforce development, career opportunities, and the various aviation career-oriented initiatives that they have. I have quite the lineup. First of all, welcoming him back for a second time is Captain Patrick Burns. Captain Burns is the Vice President of Flight Operations and the Systems Chief Pilot for Delta Airline. He oversees the administrative support of 15,000 pilots who safely operate more than 3,000 Delta flights daily. Captain Burns also manages safety programs and pilot outreach and hiring teams. He is a Philadelphia native. Thank goodness this is an aviation show or we'd have to hear all about those Eagles and Phillies. Oh, I'm sorry, back to aviation. Captain Burns is a graduate of Ember-Ritter Aeronautical University, Prescott. Patrick, welcome back to all things aviation and aerospace. Vince, it's really great to be back with you and all of your followers. Um, I don't know how many adjectives you can use to describe Oshkosh, but there's it never seems to be enough. So it's great to be here with everybody today. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And on the Airbus side of the world, we have Michelle Hurdle with Airbus Americas. Michelle is the Director of Workforce and Economic Development. After decades of working in economic development, Michelle joined Airbus in 2012 and played a significant role in the establishment of the Airbus A320 assembly line in Mobile, Alabama. After graduating from Troy State University, Michelle got her master's in economic development at the University of Southern Mississippi. Significant to today's AirVenture preview discussion, Michelle manages the FlightWorks Alabama Education Center near the Airbus Manufacturing Campus in Mobile, Alabama. So we'll have plenty to share about opportunities in Airbus manufacturing and how workforce needs are trending. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having us on here today. It's my first podcast, and it's the first time I've been to Oshkosh. So I have a lot to look forward to. A lot of firsts. Well, very good. Well, we're very yeah. happy to have you with us. My next guest has appeared on All Things Aviation and Aerospace just a few times. But more importantly, she is what I would affectionately refer to as a Wisconsinite, Shalini Pasalis. Shalini is the impetus behind Delta Airlines' participation and its partnership with Airbus Americas at EAA AirVenture. Shalini is a Delta Enterprise Sales Manager for Global Sales. She's been at Delta for 27 years and in the airline industry for over three decades. Now about that Wisconsinite factor, Shalini was born in Nina, Wisconsin. I did say that right, correct, Shalini? You did. Okay. And I looked it up, by the way. It's about 25 minutes north of Oshkosh. So she's right there in the heart of things. She's a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison with a degree in marketing and management. Also, Shalini sits on the board of Tango Flight, more about that in a bit, and is the co-founder of the Network of South Asian Professionals, also known as NETSAP. Shalini, I know you have fond memories of the early days of Oshkosh. Welcome back to all things aviation and aerospace. Well, thank you, Vince. It's a pleasure to be on the show again, and I'm really excited about bringing Delta and Airbus uh, back to Oshkosh. 
Well, we're excited about having you again and about the conversation we're going to have in a few minutes about Oshkosh. So going back over to Airbus Americas, I am excited to welcome Nicole Jovica. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. Right. It's all right. <laughs> Yovichevich, it's, it's yeah, always well, Nicole, the chest for everyone. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the challenging name pronunciation. And of course, I will now call you Nicole the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> anyhow, Nicole has an interesting responsibility at Airbus Americas as the early career program manager. Her job involves supporting all divisions and subsidiaries of the U.S. region where Airbus Americas hosts many early career development programs such as AeroEducated, EAA, we'll be talking about that, but also internships, co-ops, the Airbus Global Graduate Rotation Development Program, technical apprenticeships, et cetera, so forth and so on. Prior to Airbus, Nicole worked in the nonprofit sector in the Chicago area, or as she calls it, the Chicagoland area. Nicole, very glad to have you on with us today. Thank you so much. Very much looking forward to sharing about the amazing opportunities we have at Airbus, but also across the industry. Uh, there's a lot of great opportunities for young professionals to join and launch their career. Absolutely. And well, you guys are a wealth of information, so it's going to be a very informative show. Now, I know I have a lot to cover today, but since I am the host and I am a pilot and I'm clearly an aviation nut, I'm going to start with what I consider a highlight the arrival of Delta's Airbus A350 on Tuesday morning, July 25th. Last year, I was there for the arrival of the Delta Airbus A330, and I was kind of like a kid in an airplane candy factory. Okay, there's probably no such thing, but you get my point. Mm -hmm. So I was talking with an aviation colleague just the other day who recently flew as a passenger on a Delta Airbus A350 flight from Johannesburg, South Africa, and she described it as an incredible experience. Patrick, my understanding that the design of this aircraft, its interior appointments and the like are quite impressive. Yeah, they are, uh, Vince. The, uh, we were so excited to bring the 33900 in last year and uh, as excited, I think, as maybe not as excited as you are for that 350 to come in into Oshkosh <laughs> this year. Yeah, well, I don't see a 350 every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cabin's amazing for a lot of reasons. You know, the Delta One, the Delta Premium, uh, uh, product that we have on the airplane main cabin the, the experience is, is is really unique and, and it's exceptional in all the cabins we have on the airplane itself one of the things when we first got the airplane uh that uh, pilots flight attendants and customers alike all remarked is how quiet and comfortable it is uh, to the point where um you know if we any of us and a lot of us travel um you often have to speak at a little higher level than normal on the 350, we, we started recognizing that we had to whisper a little bit because we were talking so loud. So it's a great and comfortable airplane, not just because of the Delta product inside, but because the airplane is so quiet and comfortable. And it's a dream to fly, too. So that's, a, that's always a bonus to talking with a bunch of pilots. Yeah, ab absolutely. So uh, and I believe it has a very low ca cabin altitude when it's at altitude. You're going to test my systems knowledge on this. I didn't realize this was going to be a check ride, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm just a pilot. What can I say? It's good. Those kind of things you think about. Um, Shalini, this is all your fault. You're the one who uh, put this all together uh, and, and made these things happen in terms of Delta's involvement and Airbus's involvement with, with uh, Oshkosh. So tell us a little bit about that and, and how this all came about. Uh, certainly. Well, I'm like I said, I'm really excited. As you shared earlier, I'm originally from Nina. Um, as a little girl, I remember the week we would just call it EAA. Um, the last week of July, all the planes would fly overhead and we'd look out because they were doing their practices um, right in front of our home. And then we would go every year to see um, EAA um, and pretty much before it became a a public event. So fast forward, it's all about partnerships. And one of my corporate accounts is Airbus. So I was um, back home for a visit. Um, and that was in 2019. So just four years ago. And in turn, one of those things that we did is we went with Airbus to the gathering of the Eagles. It's a gala auction. And the beauty of this event is it's um, what 
EAA raises money so that kids can have their first flight free. And we partnered with Airbus. We're at the event. And the next day I went to the show and realized, wow, this event from what it was when I was a kid had certainly grown into the world's largest aviation fly-in convention, exposition, community event, uh, the words are endless of, of what it had become um, and a corporate forum. There are a number of corporate um, aviation companies and aerospace companies that were there and Delta was not present. So that's where I said, you know what, we are missing out and we need to be here. So I said, we're going to work on that. Of course, 2020 happened, nothing happened. And then in 2021, when we were rebuilding um, and starting up the airline again, um, had connected with um, Airbus at the time, and they'd asked us about bringing a plane in. We, good news was, we didn't have any planes available as we were bringing them back all into the air. But Airbus, as the partner that they are, allowed us to have just a two day pop up tent on the grounds. And that's when we got a chance to meet you, Vince, um, as well as have a great event. And that was kind of our dipping our toes in the water. From there, the following year, like Air, um, like EAA, it was a grassroots efforts of myself working with our fleet captain, Glenn Fink, that someone put us together to say, let's bring a plane in. So we um, worked together to bring our first fly-in, which was this A330 behind me. That's us landing right at EAA Oshkosh, um, along with the static display of airport tours that we had 3,000 people we had a booth at the career hangar. We once again were still partners with the gala um, and also Aero Educate. And then this year, um, I tell you, I'm so excited because we've continued that partnership with, um, with Airbus, but also with flight operations, with Patrick and his team and global events. And it's all of that, plus a double-decker tent that we're really excited about. Yeah, that's just everybody wanting to tag on because they know how great and how much fun Air Venture is. And they're like, yeah, we want to be a part of that, too. Um, let's, let's, let's add that in there to the agenda. No, I'm kidding. But it, it is um, it's really neat that you guys are involved with it. People get very excited. I, as I said, I, I saw the A330 come in and I saw the reaction of the crowd and I was right down there on the ramp. And uh, it was just a lot of fun and it was really great. So um, while we're talking about you know, are getting more into what's going on there and what you guys are doing there. I wanted to go to Nicole and Nicole, tell us a little bit about your involvement with Aero Educate. You know, I, uh, quite a bit of the conversation that I had last Friday was about the education initiatives there at EAA and specifically in reference to Air Venture. So love to hear more about that from you. All right. There you go. In my apologies, I got kicked off of the meeting. I was actually uh, asking you to talk about your uh, uh, involvement with Aero Educate. And I was mentioning that, you know, we had a, quite a bit of conversation on last week's show about all of their education initiatives. But I know that Airbus is, is heavily involved with Aero Educate and I'd like you to tell more about that. Absolutely. And one of the great things about this industry is you're, you're really starting to see it come together, especially in the K through 12 space, to start moving young professionals earlier and earlier into a love for aviation that you will see across uh, Air Venture the entire week, especially with Aero Educate. It's a particular initiative. If you didn't watch last week's session where they are have an online platform where young professionals can go to explore different careers in aviation. So, you know, they can look into assembly or technician work if they're looking more on the technical trade side, or they can look into piloting or engineering if they're looking more on the advanced education side than wanting to work in an office setting. Um, so there's a lot of careers that they can explore. There's self-paced activities, and there's also... Um, there's also activities for educators and their parents to be able to self do it at their house. So I've seen a lot of homeschoolers especially take advantage of this. But from an industry perspective, uh, one of the best things we get to do during Air Venture is share a bit more about uh, what we do and introduce a small piece of aviation to the young professionals. So on, uh, on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday from one to three, if you stop by the Aero Educate tent, there will be activities that young professionals can do, whether that's middle school, high schoolers, um, or even young professionals to do like matching activities to learn about the supply chain and everything that needs to 
come together in order to even get to the point of assembly. But there's other activities as well and potentially some giveaways if you're into the raffling. Uh, and we'll also have an industry presentation by our head of engineering for Airbus Americas on Thursday, July 27th at 10.30 a.m. And so they're going to talk about everything that that is going on in that uh in the K through 12 space and above. So if you're interested in that kind of a topic and want to learn more, stop by and AeroEducate has a ton of other activities with NASA, uh, with some young professionals who have flown around the world in their own plane. I mean, just experiences that are going to inspire individuals to stick into aviation and stay there and love it forever. Yeah. Is that my buddy, John O'Leary, that'll be doing that presentation? That's exactly right. One of our favorite <laughs> okay. people, one of the biggest champions for uh, young professionals in the industry. He's one of my favorite, too. He's, he's so passionate about uh, the, the next generation and the, and the kids inspiring them uh, to, to do things in aviation on whatever. You know, he's he's an engineering guy, but he he he's just really great about it. So that's really neat. I actually look forward to it. hope I can uh, actually be there to hear hear what he has to say. So um, big so supporter too. of that. Yeah. Michelle, um, you know, one of the things that we talk about quite a bit and have been in recent years in particular is particular is workforce development. And and more importantly, all of the opportunities that currently exist and we expect to exist for quite some time in uh, the industry. Uh, there's just so much going on in this industry. And I believe you have some insight and expertise on that. Can you share? Sure, of course. So a couple of years ago, Airbus and the state of Alabama partnered to create Flightworks Alabama. And it goes back to what you said earlier, Vince. There's so many jobs in this industry that students don't even don't even recognize that there, there are opportunities out there. You know, when you hear about aviation, the first thing that may pop into your mind is, being a pilot or being an engineer, but we try to let students and teachers and parents know there's so many other opportunities. So we created the Education Center here in Mobile, Alabama. We worked with former Disney Imagineers because we wanted it to be educational and enjoyable. And so students and guests come in and from the very beginning, when you design the plane all the way through delivery, and they have hands-on activities so they can torque, they can rivet, they can paint and understand what it takes to truly um, assemble or manufacture different parts of the aircraft. We've also come together to, and, and Shalini and Patrick have both seen this in person, um, to look at not only what we do to train individuals to come to our facility, but how do we get children in the K through 12 interested in learning more about aviation or just advanced manufacturing and some of the skills we want them to have before they graduate. So we've all come together to create a um, middle school curriculum and in the we're launching an elementary curriculum just to have the skills introduced to them early and often and throw in some soft skills as well. Is that part of FlightWorks? It is. FlightWorks Flight Flight Alabama is actually a 501c3. Um, and our mission is to inspire youth and inspire teachers and parents. So we created both of these curriculum. We're currently in 15 states with the middle school curriculum. So we're pretty excited about it. And I will be speaking about the We Build It Better program on Monday um, with teachers um, at the air show. What can you tell us about the We Build It Better program? It's amazing. In one word, it's amazing. Um, it covers, it's, it's, it's targeting middle school students and it's seven modules from invent to innovate through measurement, 3D printing, assembly, electrical, and even computer science. And in a nutshell, what it does is it allows students to have hands-on experiences with different subject matters so that when they go to high school, they can pick their pathway. What I tell people a lot is, when my children went to college, I was like, well, what about computer science? Why, why don't you look into that? And they were both like, no, we, we don't know how to do that. Um, but what we're seeing is children in, in today's sixth graders, seventh graders, they start taking this and they surpass the teacher's knowledge quickly. They're a natural at it. They are because the, what they do is 
they don't know when they're playing Minecraft that they're actually coding. So this gives them the opportunity to put it together. And then they realize this isn't the bridge too far. I can do this. I can design and tinker CAD and CAD. I can measure with tools that I've never even held before. So it gives them, it opens the world and the doors to them on what they can do. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a great thing. I, I've been in the industry a long time, is what I was going to say, in, in, overall, and been a pilot for a long time. But I took a tour of Delta a couple of years ago, uh, actually, thanks to Shalini. Shalini is very active and aggressive about making things happen. But I had the chance to do that. She set that up for me. And I spent a couple of days. You know, I did one day as tech ops, and I did the other side on the uh, uh, pilot, being a professional pilot, and, and the, the flying side and the simulator, et cetera, and so forth. But the thing that got my attention was you think of an airline and you just think of, you know, pilots and flight attendants and flying and uh, maybe a little bit about maintenance. But after I took the tour, I was like, oh, wow, there's a, a whole bunch of other things and opportunities within Delta as the example um, of, of other areas that that are are very important to the operations and and the functioning of the airline. So. Patrick, let me turn that over to you and tell a little bit about your involvement and, and the things that you do and also the programs that you guys have. Sure. The, uh, I, I will tell you um, on the heels of Michelle's description of those programs and the, and the Build It Better, when Shalina and I went down uh, to, to watch that, they had to drag me away. The more they showed me, the more I was digging in and I was offering suggestions and they're like, hold on, just open the next drawer. It's all there. Now, to your point, Vince, about that, once once kids start seeing that, um, it's not only hands-on, it's challenging. You can actually see the product of what you're designing or building uh, or a collection of those steps. And, and I see that as important um, because a lot of people, you know, to Michelle's point, don't understand all the different possibilities. I think you and I spoke last year about if you work at Delta Airlines, you can be a lawyer, you can be a meteorologist, a dispatcher, pilot mechanic, flight attendant, certainly. Uh, but there is just about every career opportunity here. You can be a newscaster and work for Delta Airlines, a communications specialist, a marketing specialist. Yep. Your news once hub. You that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Once you get in that front door, those things, just you just discover those. Uh, my goal in life right, was to be a professional pilot. All I wanted initially, I thought, was a window seat at Delta, get to the flight deck at Delta. And uh, my path, as we talked last year, was a, a little unique because as I was building flight time to get here, I was able to work at all the different departments you could work at an airport um, in the cargo areas and the, the reservation sales and marketing areas. So that when I finally did get to the flight deck, my understanding of the operation was a little different because my view was a little different. And so my position here as, as chief pilot of the airline came from all those, those different opportunities. And again, I walked into this career with a goal in mind. And I mean, fortunate that I achieved that goal, but there were so many different opportunities I was able to avail myself to that made me a better employee, certainly, and a better pilot as well. But that's the thing that that all of us that are trying to get young professionals into this industry is 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 the world is your oyster. Or, or you know, there's so many different opportunities, and just getting somebody to have that conversation with a partner like Airbus, like Delta Airlines, is one reason why we go to you know organizations and events like Oshkosh is so we can kind of show those opportunities and then just have that conversation. Um, we're going to have. Yeah, we're going to have, I mean, Shalink talked about this two-story, um, really cool um, pavilion we're going to have at, at, at Oshkosh this year. But we're going to include in, in, in there things like Career Row. We're just talking about it to people coming in. Here's some opportunities. Uh, some of the history of the airline, we're going to have a, a museum-like kind of a de demonstration display there. But we're also going to have an opportunity to meet with our employees and receptions, um, with uh, Shalini and, and her sales group, talking with our customers, global partners. We're going to have a veterans um, social one night, um, a, a lot of different opportunity to get all the people that are involved in our business, come talk to us. And then all of those people know a lot of young people as well. And so getting our opportunities um, and, and honestly getting us to connect with those with those young people and having a discussion on careers is, is a big reason why we're here. Absolutely. Patrick, tell us about some of your specific programs that you guys have going on right now at Delta that are, you know, uh, very much uh, instrumental in in bringing new people into the industry. Sure. Well, again, last year we talked about our Propel program, something we're very proud. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, very proud about 
initially it was a program uh, launched through the university partners that we have. And those university partners have grown. We have 17 university partners now where we partner with them in their flight programs and, and have a defined path uh, to the Delta flight deck. Uh, we have an internal program. If you're an employee at Delta Airlines, you can also get into the Propel program and, and find that pathway to a Delta flight deck. Um, we've added a couple new programs since we spoke uh, last, and one of them is uh, actually fairly well known. We just recently launched a, a partnership with Skyborne down in Vero Beach, Florida for the Propel Academy, uh, where we're bringing people into that academy, again, with a very uh, specific um, uh, flight training plan uh, to get you in a position to build flight time to get to a Delta Regional and to a Delta um, uh, mainline flight deck. We also have some fantastic partnerships uh, with our community partners. To name a few, it's Organization of Black Aerospace Professionals, Sisters of the Skies, Women in Aviation. Those types of programs are four legs of this Propel um, system that we've developed uh, that is expanding and, and really providing fantastic, high quality and diverse candidates for the flight deck. Now, selfishly, that's what I'm looking for, and we're really working hard. Um, I <laughs> anything, including that 350 in Oshkosh next week, without a team of people, our, our, our AMTs, our, our technical um, folks, uh, keep this airline running. And without them, um, it, it, they're all static display. So, working very closely with our tech ops partners and their 50 plus um, organizational outreach programs to not only supply resources, uh, but expertise and mentorship. Uh, to get young people into uh, the technical fields and uh, aviation maintenance technicians. And again, we have intern programs and co-op programs throughout the organization to bring in people to discover aviation through the world of Delta. Yeah. So let's expand a little bit more about what's going on at Oshkosh with career role and, and, and all the exhibiting and everything that you guys are doing. Uh, we can probably go back over the detail of, of when the Airbus A350 is coming in, et cetera. Certainly. So on Tuesday, 9.15 in the morning, um, we'll have our A50, A350 land on, on the plaza there. Um, we'll have about 100 um, employees and some of the Airbus, uh, seven Airbus attendees come through. So we'll be there then from that point, about 10-ish, whenever we can get started, we'll open it up for um, the static display um, as well as the, the um, tours. So There'll be pilots that will have different parts of the aircraft open so they can walk through all of that, kind of a snake around. And you can see that as you're waiting in line. And then when you come on board, you can see our beautiful flagship A350. And I want to kind of highlight something about the A350 because we call it our flagship. Um, Patrick said earlier about what is on board. But that was the aircraft that basically was the first time we put Delta One seats on board and we had then our Delta Premium Select. And I remember actually partnering with Airbus to say, we're so excited for this plane to land. What can we do to celebrate? And it was the start of us celebrating and doing some of these things about five years ago. So we're really excited to kind of showcase that. Um, there'll be pilots on board, so you can certainly um, see also the flight deck. Um, so that's, and it takes a while to get through it, but that's a highlight. Um, then also, like I said, we've got our double-decker um, pavilion. We're at 501. Now, what does that mean? It basically, I guess the best way to explain where we are, we're closest to um, Hangar A, which is um, kind of off of Knapp Street. Probably doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot, but for anybody <laughs> that's been there, it's over. Grab the map. <laughs> yeah. Look the yeah. Look the widget. Yeah, the widget. Look for look for the widget with the science. But we're one of the few double decker uh, tents there. So uh, Patrick talked a lot about Career Row that will be there. Um, there will also be having these um, souvenir limited edition pins that will be given out in honor of the 70th um, anniversary of um, EAA. Uh, there'll be a sales area. So some of the things that we're promoting are if it's SkyMiles or our partnerships, we'll be launching a new SkyMiles for um, business type of program. Um, some of those things that are there as well. Um, a kid's zone. And most importantly, just kind of showcasing our people. You know, that is really um, what we call our, our signature sauce is what's the difference is just meeting with, with Delta. And we've got a lot of volunteers. It's amazing to see how many volunteers 
are coming in and, and giving up their time. And then, of course, um, Patrick mentioned the, uh, the double-decker. We'll have our receptions there, but also a great place if you are a Sky Miles Gold member. Um, it's a great place to kind of an oasis, kind of recharge, relax um, as well during um, during the day. And then some entertainment um, at night. So, viewing yeah. platform there, Rich Lady. Say that again? A viewing platform there too, don't we? Exactly. So that's the double deck. Oh, cool. On that tie For the air shows? For the air show, exactly. Yeah, and it's a daily air show there. In fact, a couple of days, it's two air shows. Yeah. One during the day and, and then the night show. So i got to tell you, man. Well, it's funny you talk about air show because when we were so excited about last year's event, when we started planning for this year's event, Cellini will attest to this, we had plans to bring in a bunch of airplanes and our senior leaders reminded us that we still have an airline to run. So we just backed <laughs> off of the <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But well, we will well, be this- part. We will be part of the um, the air show, so that that A three fifty will be there for the day, and then it'll be leaving about five thirty, kind of part of that air show um, as it as it takes off. And it's so it's, it's, it's impressive to watch it come in and to watch it take off. It just it kind of it, it, everybody it, the show kind of not comes at a standstill, but everybody just kind of focuses on it, and it's like they announce it, and it's like oh here she comes, and you see her do that perfect landing, and then you see her do the takeoff, and I think it does. A, it'll it may do like it did last year. The three thirty did a pass and then, you know, departed the area. So that was it did a low flyover and that was pretty cool. So maybe that's just the pilot and me. Talking. Yeah, this know. one this, <laughs> pretty excited this about it won't it. do any um, it won't do any acrobats. They'll have a few passes oh, no. that will be <laughs> departing on it. But uh, but it will take off. So we'll at least be part of that. No, you don't want to show passenger aircraft doing aerobatics. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but but this is perfect segue because the, the next portion is, I mean, we've covered some specifics, which we can continue to add in some things if we haven't talked about them. But I also just want to talk about the experience of being at Oshkosh and, and, and what it's been like for you guys, you know, both Airbus and, and Delta to be there. Um, some of you like, like Shalini has been there for many years forever. And, uh, and, and that time I've gone there for the last, I don't know, 15 years, but um, let's just talk about that for a bit and, and share some of the observations and experiences you guys have. Anybody that wants to mention it. Yeah. I'll- to start maybe first by saying, you know, what's really interesting about EA Oshkosh is, like I said, I remember it as a kid, very much a grassroots organization, a few people coming together to talk about, you know, small aircraft. And that's what we kind of always saw. And then, of course, later on, they had the Blue Angels and some other planes kind of do their acrobats. And, and that's what the show was. And then some point it pivoted. Um, and I'm not exactly sure when that was, but it pivoted to say, anything and everything, kind of almost what your show is, all things aviation and, and aerospace are... That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, are, are there. And I think what, what the beauty of, uh, of, of EAA and Oshkosh is it combines corporate, it combines community, it combines kids, it's um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's what we say, the power of partnerships. It's, you know, that passion with the purpose of bringing everybody together from veterans, um, you name it, it's there, the community. I, I think they have 90 countries representative, 700,000 right. people expected. Um, yeah, people know. literally come from all over the world just to come to that show. Yeah. So. And, it, you know, it was interesting because we said our highest record um, number of passengers just happened over 4th of July. And that was 700,000 people in one day. And I sat there and I said, wow, that's how many people come to Oshkosh for one week. And it becomes the busiest airport in the world for a week. And that busiest air traffic controller, you know, tower for that for that. So it's just it's hard to describe until you're actually there. But it's um, yeah. it's. It, it's um it's something that I'm really I should say Delta proud and Wisconsin proud to bring um, everyone home. Yeah, absolutely, Nicole or Michelle. Oh, for for me, I it's so incredible to see uh, the aircraft when you see it coming close to you and you get to see it up close and personal and you get to see the people who are flying it. It's just a whole different experience than going to the airport. So I highly recommend making that time to really 
take in that experience. And, you know, it's not just the the commercial aircraft that they have on site. There is also helicopters. For example, we're going to have the B-105 helicopter on the Airbus Pavilion, uh, which is going to be by the Brown Arch uh, near the main flight line. There's definitely military aircraft that I that we saw. And there's there's several uh personal aircraft that people bring in that you can just go and peruse. And so it's it's almost like a, a city that builds up together of everyone just so excited. And I think that was one of the most uh, remarkable things about the community last year is, is seeing everyone come together and spend that time. And you see people grilling out near their planes. And, you know, uh, coming from an HR perspective, I'm like so many people flying in planes, you know, a little bit of danger there. But then you see their excitement and the professionalism and you really see the diversity of the industry. Uh, and like Shalini said, it's not just diversity of types of aircrafts, types of people, types of pilots, types of uh, uh individuals, but also there is a support with different groups like veterans, or for example, there's EAA's Girl Venture uh, and Girls on the Fly, and there's many other development programs for young individuals that Airbus and Delta and many other organizations are supporting, because if the industry doesn't come together to support these young professionals, it's not going to happen. We all have strengths and resources. And when we come together, they see, wow, look at aviation. I want to be in this industry. And so that's what's really inspiring about Air Venture. You get to see the industry. And so I hope that everyone's going to be experiencing that with the many events that we have. And you can feel the energy. And I just realized as I was listening to you, Nicole, that I was putting Michelle on the spot because this is going to be Michelle's first time going. So she can't really tell us about it. But it brings up a really good point. And, and as, a, as a pilot and aviation enthusiast, I tend to lean that direction of talking about it and to how it appeals to everybody that's in aviation and that loves aviation. And, and this is a great way to experience aviation. But I also want to emphasize that if you've never been to an event like this or you're not in our industry, it is still a great and it's, it's, it's still a great event to go to to take your family to, take the kids to, uh, and let them experience it. it, it it's, it's like a, on steroids version of going to an air show, you know, a big air show. You go to the air show, you can have a good time. There's a lot of good, great things going on and, and great aerobatic activity and that type of thing. We'll take that and add 10,000 airplanes on the field and 3,000 on display and people camping under wings and, and in tents and in, and in um, uh, uh, RVs and things like that. Uh, and as you said, um, last year they had 650,000 people in seven days. My guess is they'll probably have the same. We had great weather last year too, boy, that was incredible because uh, it can get hot, uh, but it, it hot and humid, but things like that. So I just wanted to, maybe you guys can also touch on that. And I thought of it, one, I needed to talk about it, but two, I was thinking Michelle hasn't been there yet. So we need to talk to Michelle about, you know, we need to encourage people like her that this is something you really want to go to. Well, I think after hearing everybody today, if you don't want to go to it, you haven't been listening because the excitement in everybody's <laughs> voice, for sure, you want to go. I, I tell people where my upcoming travel is, and I have a line of people offering to carry my bags. But I think just getting there and uh, that and I get orders for cheese curds. So I don't know how I'm going to get that back. But um, <laughs> all of that, I think just hearing everybody's excitement for it and being there and, and knowing you're going to see children and 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 talk to them about what is available in the industry and their passion for it. And, and who knows, you know, one of those children could one day be flying me somewhere and back to Wisconsin for another air show because that's where it all starts and that or that's where it all could start. Um, just letting children see the opportunities in the sky for them. Yeah, absolutely. Patrick, how about you? Well, I, I'll tell you, um, the, my first time to Oshkosh was last year. And so it's, it's fresh in my memory. The thing that I recall the most is when we got off the jet after uh, we arrived, the number of current Delta employees, of retirees, brothers, sisters, uncles, neighbors, friends, cousins of somebody they know at Delta all came running, it seemed. And it was such a sense of pride for us as a community. We call us, the, you know, ourselves the Delta family. And that really resonated. Um, all of these people came up and wanted to know if they could help. What do I need? What can I do to volunteer to help during, you know, the show while you're here? 
So that was really great. And not that it was unexpected because we're like that as an organization. We're people company first. And like I said, we, when we talk about the Delta family, we really mean it. It's a unique place to work. But to see that all come together at the air show was really neat. And Nicole, to your point, sure, it's about a bunch of really cool airplanes. And as an, as, you know, an ops you know, gearhead and, and uh, pilot myself, that draws you there. But even with people I've never met or have no affiliation with Delta Airlines, what they were talking about was a passion that I shared, right? Or what, you know, what maybe brought them to the air show, what got them interested in aviation or some version of that. So it ultimately comes down to 700,000 people uh, really interested in something uh, that we all find, you know, fascinating and cool. And we developed uh, and spent our, you know, most of our adult lives in this career. So that was the thing that I recognized even beyond some really great airplanes. Absolutely. So, Patrick, you've been flying a long time. I would imagine, God, I didn't know that last year was your first time going to the show. I imagine you were probably like me, a long, that you've been wanting to go to that show for a long time. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you even you know, get into flying and, and end up becoming an airline pilot? Well, I was one of those lucky kids that always knew what I wanted to do, and uh, I just didn't know how to do it. Um, I, uh, I grew up in a military family and assumed that the military was the only path uh, to do this, and I discovered in high school that there was a couple of different options, and I had corrected vision. Uh, and so I knew at the time in the early 80s, a military flight slot was not an option for me, but I, I eventually went uh, and did some homework and talked to some folks that could help me. And you mentioned earlier in my bio, I went to Burrito out in Prescott. Um, but I was a little short on funds. And so uh, I, I got my degree in management thinking that, you know, we were talking earlier about what gateways you get into this business and what opportunities then show up. Uh, I knew I wanted to complete my degree, had a fantastic experience at Embry-Riddle, and then started with Delta Airlines in the, in the, uh, in the late 80s. Um, again, just building flight time. And again, I, I grew up through the operation at Delta Airlines on the ramp, uh, doing everything you can do on the ramp ticket counters, gates, or Sky Club. Uh, I worked in cabin service for a period of time, um, taking off those hours and ratings. And then uh, I was in the res office in Dallas, lived in Dallas, uh, and I had a great opportunity there, there to, to start flight instructing. Uh, and actually, I was flight instructing for a Delta captain at the time who owned a flight school with his family and uh, had some great experiences there. Um, learning, you know, not just how to fly airplanes, but again, this is a people business if you do it right. I'd interact with some really great people. And then I uh, flew some freight um, out of Love Field for a while. And then I flew for a TWA commuter initially out of St. Louis. And then a Delta commuter when I transferred out to, uh, to New York uh, at a JFK. I flew the ATR, the Jetstream 32, the Jetstream 41. Um, during this time, I had to leave the airline in the mid-90s to get all that flying done and reapplied and get hired back in uh, the early, or so the later 90s, 1999, when I got hired back. And I, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit last year, Vince, all those experiences, especially through Delta Airlines, started connecting me with other departments so that the flight ops connection with airport customer service, with tech ops, with in-flight was a natural because I was able to work with all those fantastic people. So my path is somewhat similar to a lot of civilian paths, but I was able to, like I said, use some of the experiences in that other background uh, to really get into this, this type of work. So I think I have the best of of both worlds where I get to work with really cool teams of, of people here at, uh, at world headquarters. And I still go get to fly a jet. I still am flying current in the 717 and I've flown all over the world in the 767 been really great experiences, 737 for 10 years, um, 727 on the uh, flight engineer panels where I got started before the rest came out. So really yeah. neat, blessed experience. I'm I'm really glad you re, you shared that story again, that experience again, because I think it's really important for uh, our young people in our audience, and even you know their parents uh, um, and the, and their teachers and counselors to hear um, that the path isn't you know it's it's not a straight path all the time, and and particularly in the on the civilian side, and even if you're coming from the military side, it has its challenges too of going transitioning into the civilian world of flying. But but the things that you just said, the different things that you were willing to do and needed to do to continue to, to move up in the airline, the fact that you went to an aviation university, but you studied management, you know, uh, basically business management specific to aviation. But nevertheless, uh, those those kind of things are important for, I think, people to hear about. 
And so I, I appreciate you, uh, you kind of sharing that with us. And then, uh, Michelle, I was going to um, come back to you because you're in aviation now, but you, all, you weren't always in aviation. So um, and, and now you're deeply entrenched in it. And it sounds like the, the passion bug has bitten you. So tell us about you, your background and how that led to you ending up at Airbus. Sure. Um, I've been in economic development since I left college, and that's the recruitment of industries to an area. And I was on the Alabama team that recruited Airbus to Alabama um, several, several year, years ago. So once we did that, Airbus hired me on that side, and I just became drink. And I started drinking from the fire hydrant on aviation. And just like both Shalini and Patrick have said, the people in the industry are what keeps you going. The people at Airbus, um, you meet so many different people. You you learn and you feed off their passion for for airplanes and aviation. Something that. Yes, I knew what an airplane was. Yes, I'd been on an airplane, but until I started um, drinking um, the Kool-Aid with them every day and, and learning more about the industry and the products, um, that's where, I guess, the passion builds and you start to learn more about it. But but I've transitioned recently over to workforce development because my passion is to see those individuals, whether they're students, whether they're Airbus employees, to to continue their path within the industry and to continue building themselves and into what they want to become. I mean, Patrick has a great story on how he got to where he is and, and the different paths that he took to get there. I like building those paths for students, for individuals, so they can you know achieve their dreams and successes as well. Absolutely. Nicole, you want to piggyback off of that? Because I, I see you shaking your head in total agreement. And tell us a little bit about you, too, and your entree into aviation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm actually first generation. So my parents immigrated here from former Yugoslavia, from Serbia and Croatia. And so actually, I was on planes since I was one years old, as soon as they could go ship me to the grandparents. So you don't realize, you know, how important connecting the world is when it comes to aviation, but that that's really what it's about. It's how are we connecting people and families? And so um, I kind of went roundabout. So for me, I, I've been in the career pathway space, helping other Fortune 500 companies, building their pathways for young professionals. And when I heard about this opportunity with Airbus, uh, a lot of my friends are, are, are from the Philippines or Colombia, and they were like, Airbus. And so you start to see this fandom that that builds around, you know, Airbus and Delta and these amazing industry leaders. Uh, and so I was really excited to get this opportunity because it kind of blended my passion for career pathways and then also uh, with this amazing industry. And like Michelle said, once you start drinking the Kool-Aid, it just it just continues because I will say out of all of the industries that I've worked in from, you know, we had hospitality, we had technologies, we had uh, restaurants and I will say aviation is the most like everyone's so passionate. And once you meet an aviation person, you know, they're aviation. And so it's about, uh, yeah, cause they won't stop moments. talking. They, won't, they really won't. <laughs> I mean, I wish John was here cause you, you would hear all about his flights and everything. So absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well you, and, and young people, I, I would tell them all the time when you're at a show or something, walk up to a pilot or whatever and ask them one question. I guarantee you're going to have a nice long conversation with them because they're going to be so proud to tell you about what they do or about something in the industry or whatever the case may be. So, you know, speaking of industry um, and speaking of Oshkosh, Shalini, you grew up with Oshkosh practically in your front yard. So tell us how that all came about with you eventually getting in the airline business and joining Delta. Yeah, not such an exciting story as, as Patrick's or, or the other. So, um, you know, Nicole, like Nicole, um, first generation, um, uh, my parents are from India. So like you said, planes, I still remember that first plane that I was on it when I was three. I can't remember the plane, but I still remember, you know, knowing about it at the time. So connections were always important. We traveled um, by car then, uh, went to University of Wisconsin-Madison. Um, I think one of the things was for me, I was exposed to junior achievement. And I think something that's really important is exposure. How do you know what you want to do? You don't when you're a kid, unless you're exposed to that. And I think that's what Oshkosh gives an opportunity for is to go to EAA and see all that. That's a great point. 
the, you know, all the planes, everything else that's there, but it's also what everybody else has said. It's not just about whether or not you want to be a pilot or salesperson or something in between, just the whole industry offers all of those different types of, of jobs, um, you know, AMT, some of the obvious ones that are there. So for my case, I was involved in junior achievement, um, learn to build, make things. I'm not a great engineer, even though I come from a family of engineers, but I like sales. And that was one of the things I learned um, from uh, being involved in, in junior achievement. So for me, it was a natural fit to go into marketing and management at the University of Wisconsin, um, close to home, great place. Um, and then was hired on with United, right in sales. Um, I was 22, right out of school. I probably looked like I was 16. I appreciated it. I didn't appreciate it then as I do now um, and started in Atlanta. Um, and I remember having a great boss who said when it was time to go onto that next job, he said, you know, you don't have experience but you've got enthusiasm. I can teach experience, but I can't teach enthusiasm. And many years later, I still have that. Enthusiasm. I love that. That's great. Um, you know, and then in turn kind of joined uh, Northwest and through Northwest moved up uh, to DC and then in turn kind of joined as our, our global account on their global accounts team here. And I'd have to say, I, I love my job now more than ever because we work with accounts like, like Airbus that we're still trying to build the revenue, but at the same time, underneath it all, it's about the partnerships and what's our shared values. And the shared values we all have is that industry and how do we get other people in our industry? So I get to work with great people like Patrick and the team and bring, um, combine all of those passions of diversity, equity, inclusion, and kids and veterans. And at the same time with um, you know, partnership opportunities. So um, it's a great industry. And as Nicole, you know, you can just hear the energy. Every day is different. And every year we've gotten something else that's going on. It's never a dull moment. So Never a dull moment at all in this industry. And, you know, we're as we start to wrap things up, one of the things I want to make sure that we've covered everything. And I know one of the things we had talked about uh, pre-show was about Tangle Flight. And I experienced Tangle Flight uh, the last couple of years, actually, with John O'Leary being there with the and the gentleman that runs Tangle Flight. And actually, last year, they actually had a uh, RV 10 or RV 8. I can't remember. I think it was an RV 10 uh, on display that had been built by kids, by students uh, and things like that. So uh, if one of you could expand on Tangle Flight a little bit and tell us about that, that would be great. If you are on site, you will be able to see another student build right in front of the Aero Educate tent. So that's a really exciting opportunity to feel and see something that something something that was tangibly built um, by and young flown. individuals and flown into the air show. <laughs> yes, it actually not works. Only, it works. It's it's certified. It's quality tested. And at first, when they told me that, I was like, okay. But genuinely, that shows the <laughs> the processes in our industry are quality and and intentional. And you can teach that at a young age. And if you if you're listening and you are either near a Tango Flight School right now, I know they have it in uh, two schools in Wichita uh, through Airbus. We also have it in Atlanta with Delta, uh, and we were even able to fly thanks to Delta's incredible partnership. Fly some of these students for their some of their first flights over to Mobile to see Airbus. They got to talk to Delta pilots and some of the individuals in the, in the industry. They got to see different career pathways. And so with Tangle Flight particularly, if it's not in a school near you, uh, please try and be an advocate for bringing programs like this that create these moments that Shalini was talking about, or even like Patrick was saying, oh, my family did this or whatever. But this is a moment they can say, I built an airplane. Okay. Put that on a resume. You're going to get a job no matter where you yeah. go. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't have, couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Um, can I add on to that? Yeah. So it was interesting. We, we talked about the famous John O'Leary, and I remember being at, at, at Oshkosh um, and seeing that plane. And I'm like, wow, kids built this? And thinking, hey, that's kind of a neat idea. I heard there was a program in Atlanta, and we said, let's try to get involved. And that was 2020. Of course, that stopped. And what I learned is in 2022, when we went back, our tech ops team had already started going there and mentoring these kids at Carver Steam Academy. And I went there and I said, wow, this is pretty neat. And saying, wow, you guys are building a plane. And they were like, 
Yeah, but to them, it, it didn't resonate because they'd never been on a plane. So they didn't know how cool was that. So that's when mm. I kind of said, hey, let's see if we can um, bring them somewhere. And it was natural just to say, let's partner with Airbus, bring them over to Mobile. And so they can see FlightWorks Alabama and we build it better and talk to different people with the, the careers. And I'm really thankful for our community engagements, our tech ops teams, partnering with you know flight ops and bringing 20 students over um, for them to actually see that. And the best thing was the teacher said, you know, you give these kids an opportunity um, to see something and to have the opportunity to dream. So it's pretty neat. And like I said, Deb, yeah. who builds this program, there's about 30 schools um, around the country that they're doing it and growing. Um, and Delta, because of that, our sponsorship started because the, the mentorship of our tech ops team. And we're now building that and kind of growing that even further. So quite excited that we were able to get that formalized. Um, once again, power partnerships between Airbus um, and, and and Delta and, and inspiring youth in aviation. So quite excited. Oh, that's that's ab- absolutely fantastic. Is there anything else that we haven't mentioned that will be taking place or we should, uh, the audience should be aware about uh, at Oshkosh as we kind of wrap things? No, nope, we we've covered thing. it all. That's amazing because there's a lot to cover. (laughs) We've covered the important stuff. (laughs) I hear you, Patrick. So listen, uh, I always kind of like to do a a final kind of what I call an around the room. um, But just for each of you to give out a little bit of advice or insight of, um, you know, what young people should be thinking about that will help them in terms of uh, moving forward into opportunities in aviation and aerospace. So I will start with the enthusiastic Nicole. Nicole, go for my, it. My pleasure. I think the most important thing is to stop by the different pavilions and meet different people. Uh, because I will say from a recruitment and just employment perspective, we start to know these individuals that we get to meet multiple times throughout their career. I know several people who went to Delta, not Airbus first, and that's totally great. I'm just as excited for them as I am about the people who are joining Airbus or other industry partners. But it's about building those relationships because your networking starts now. Building your network in the aviation industry begins at these types of shows. So stop by different pavilions, including Airbus and Delta, introduce yourself, ask really thoughtful, open-ended questions, and really learn about each of the companies and see, okay, what do I like? What do I not like? And and start thinking about what internship, what co-op, what uh, global graduate rotational development program or apprenticeship might be right for you. Um, we can look into Flight Path 9 if you haven't already in Mobile, Alabama, if you're in that area for technical trades. But really, it's about finding what works for you and utilizing this as a moment for you to build your network and explore your careers. Absolutely. Well said. Michelle? Um, Just to tag on with what Nicole said, I think a lot of companies, including us, including Delta, we have a lot of pathways to get into the industry, whether you want to go to four-year, two-year, whether you want to change careers midstream, we have a pathway for you. So for those children, for those youth out there, um, to use a quote, we say a lot, the sky's not the limit. Ask the questions, figure out your route, and let us help you get there. Could have said it better, Michelle. Thank you. Shalini. Yeah, what I tag it on to what everybody else says, there's never been a better time than now if you want to get into aviation. Um, we all have been into it a number of years. You get to travel the world if you work for the airline. So how better, you know, that's wonderful. I've been to 87 countries and still counting. So it's a great industry to be in. And I'd say shows like Oshkosh locally, uh, there's lots of opportunities um, to connect. Um, and this is the perfect time to, to get into an industry that is a lifelong passion for all of us that you can see. So thank you for having us on the show, Vince, to share our excitement and showcase everything. Absolutely. And I thought I traveled a lot, 87 countries. That's impressive. <laughs> Patrick, as I always like to say, um, Captain Patrick Burns, take us home, please. You got it, sir. Um, never give up. Be the best that you can be no matter what you do. Uh, it, I don't care if you're waiting tables as you're building your future. Be the best leader anybody's ever seen or whatever it is you're doing. And if you do that and you hold yourself to the highest standard, it doesn't matter what you do if you bring that. So be the best that you can be. 
And the second thing, character counts. Be the best person you can be as well. We keep talking about all of the things about aviation, but what keeps drawing us together are the people that are in this business. And so bringing your best character uh, so that not only do you, you know, are a great team member, but people want to be around you and they want you on their team, they'll succeed. Yeah. Guys, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. We have run out of time, but thank you so much for taking the time and, and providing the expertise, insight, et cetera, and enthusiasm uh, about uh, all things aviation and aerospace specific to EAA Air Venture at Oshkosh. So thank you again. Looking forward to seeing you guys out there. In the meantime, uh, everybody take care uh, and we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks, See you at Oshkosh. See you at Oshkosh. Absolutely. My All Things Aviation and Aerospace video podcast is a presentation of the Private Air Media Group and is available to watch on demand via my Private Air Media YouTube channel, LinkedIn Live page, and Facebook Live page. All Things Aviation and Aerospace is also available in podcast audio form on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast from. Until next time, please take care. Stay safe. Safe flying if you're a pilot like me and blue skies. And for those of you who make it out to EAA Air Venture at Whitman Regional Airport in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, we'll see you then.